All right, we are live. Live. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Candace. I believe so. Let us know. <laughs> we get a hang of this thing. We got a special. Hey, good morning, um, Beavis. Yeah. Guest, we got a guest appearance. Your water's right here. Yeah, no, I got. Uh, I'm on Ava duty for the next little while here, so but that should be fine. She likes money, finances, economic news. Yeah, yeah. she's got to stay up with the current events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Can we get some <laughs> uh, messages in the chat if you guys can hear us fine? Other than Candace. I like that. <clears throat> Not seeing much. But I do see 23 live. So, yeah, why don't we kick things off? What's going on, Dad? 20, 23 quiet people this morning. Yeah. Hey, um, oh, there we go. Yeah. Loud, okay, oh, yeah. they just, it was lagging. Zion, Justin, nice. Jason, Ati. Everyone's nice. coming in loud and clear now. Yeah. Okay. So, hey, uh, yeah, it's been, an, I don't know, an interesting week. Hey, Brandon, with just uh, so much news, financially related, non-financially related. And, yeah, looking forward I mean, to answering I, some questions. I've been thinking there's been a lot of news that's like current events news, like the submarine, obviously we were looking at and it's, that's, I was following that really closely. <laughs> I don't know why it was just all, it was all over my TikTok. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it was, it was big news. Um, obviously. It was. I don't know. It was. Um, I don't watch a lot of movies as you know. And, uh, but James Cameron, yeah. the director who did Titanic, I don't know. Have you seen him talking about this incident? I just saw the TikTok this morning. I I, I thought mm. he did Avatar, but I could be wrong. James Cameron. Maybe he did. Well, I, he I, did. I'm pretty sure he was the director of Titanic, which is related to this story. But I guess he's also a very, very, pro, you know, he has a... He's he a, did. He, they invented their own submarine. And what I heard him say yesterday was that when he heard on Monday, so five days ago, uh, that the... The thing had imploded? Communications had, well, when he said, when he heard that the communications just, just stopped out of the blue and they lost contact. He said the only possible answer was implosion. And that's what uh, I, that's, a, that's what I was looking at. They basically, there was this one doctor or not doctor, but a scientist on, and he was yeah. saying the only two plausible things are they either got snagged under by the, by the Titanic, Titanic yeah. or just implosion from the pressure. And like you said, based on the timing that it went out, it seemed quite um, apparent that it was that, which is very, very sad, but yeah. Uh, well, and I guess I guess the big difference to this new technology was it was carbon fiber is the base of, of this, and as opposed to steel, which is normally used. Okay. And Cameron was just going through sort of the mechanics of it and just saying, um, certainly not a scientist here, but Cameron was saying that carbon fiber is amazing if you have pressure from the inside, it'll retain, but pressure from the outside, it's it's not the right product. And so, I mean, a lot will come out of this, but very very sad situation, obviously. Hmm. I actually heard the opposite. I heard it's one of those, it was built where like, as the pressure increases, all of the bolts on the outside even get stronger. They help wow. compress it in. But I mean, clearly that didn't really work too well, unfortunately. Maybe the bolts did. He was saying the composition of the product mm. itself, because carbon fiber is by definition, like, two different products. It's got the product that gets fiberglass and then the, the glue that holds it together. And that mm. will uh, deteriorate over time. But uh, it'll, mm. it'll all come out in the news. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've all seen it by now, but there was like the the janky controller, like the PS controller with one of these things, right? Like you saw that, right? Oh, no, I didn't. I just read a bunch of stuff on it. Oh, it's like, yeah, there was a lot of kind of 
janky stuff, I would say, is, is the word I would use. They were basically controlling the submarine with, with a PS5 controller. I'm not sure that that is... You said janky, right? Not junky? Janky, janky. Like, kind of, oh, yeah. like, just jiggery or whatever you call it. Jerry or Okay. Uh, oh, interesting. Jeez. Yeah. I hope not. But, but even that, I mean, even if they lost control, it wouldn't just implode, you wouldn't think. But no, that's, that's true. Well... Oh, it was a Logitech controller, but yeah, I mean, I'll, <laughs> it looked like a gaming controller is what I'm trying to say. Like, you basically controlled it with joysticks the same way you would playing video games. But yeah, how's everybody doing this morning in the chat? I'm seeing a lot of... More, please. More what? <laughs> this is Ava, by the way, for those who don't know. Ava wants more news. <laughs> I think she wants more more crackers. I Yeah, I saw Logitech. Logitech. More crackers. Here you go. It's so funny how, oh, not funny, but you know, say Logitech taking a hit. I didn't know that, but something like this and Logitech's core business, you wouldn't think that there would be anything related to that. Like, no, that's, that's how, that's how our, exactly. <laughs> Underling yeah. is here back again. Nice to see you. Well, yeah. What? Uh, yeah. So Darren, good call out. I was talking about this in our academy just uh, yesterday, actually. Um, FHSA is now available on Well Simple, which is pretty fast. I know Quest Trade was kind of the big, the big Canadian brokerage that was promoting the heck out of it, and uh, Well Simple's came along. And what's good about this, Darren? I don't know if you know the difference, but they have it on both the managed um, service as well as the trade. So you have it on essentially Well Simple DIY platform and the Robo Advisor service. But for those that are in the market for a new new home, that is uh. That is trending news available now on Well Simple. Yeah, I think that's awesome news because I, I think it's a good program to have for people saving up and, and it'll encourage home, it'll facilitate home ownership and encourage it as well. So it's good to see that. Uh, I, I would say pretty quick pace where it's becoming available. It's interesting, Brandon. One of the things that you, you may remember that this or you may not have worried so much about it, but you know, when we were, I had the business going. I was kind of surprised to learn in my career that a lot of platforms that are available, not every dealership will, will offer them. It all comes down to, I guess, just the uh, the math behind it. And if, if there's not enough money for them to make it, they're not going to offer it. So it's good to see that this yeah. is becoming more widely available. Well, it's really crazy. I mean, this is more behind the scenes stuff. But when I'm working there with Max and, and Blossom, and obviously the goal there is to become a brokerage, it's, you essentially create a list of all the features you want to have. And the more complex that list gets whether it's options trading, whether it's uh, limit limit orders, market orders, every little thing makes a difference. And that's clearly why, um, you know, certain companies do come out with stuff um, for regulatory reasons and costs, like you said. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah, an example I, I remember was the... Um, hey, Tony. Was the... Uh, oh, geez, escaping me now. The When you have a disabled person that you're investing mm. on behalf of, I can't remember the name of it right now, but like so few uh, dealerships actually offered the program. Mm, yeah, it's, yeah. Hey, Brett, a... Quick aside here, I'm very, very pleased to see my niece saying please so many times. That's pretty good. You got her trained. You know, it's, nice. got I mean, still the my niece, my niece, my granddaughter. <laughs> oh, wow. You wish you were that young. The, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it starts from, it starts from the top. You know, I think uh, you taught me my, my P's and Q's. What does that even stand for? P's and Q's. Mining your P's and Q's, it stands yeah. for, it's a liquor related. Mining your pints and quarts is oh, uh, where it I came it was... from. And it was not, not politeness and quietness or whatever you might think it is. It comes from oh, the liquor. Oh, I would have guessed. It says, 
P is for please and Q's is for thank yous. But thank oh, yous. Oh, thank yous. Oh, no, it's actually from, uh, from I guess in the old days, guarding your liquor supply. Because they sold them in pints and quarts, not not the bottles they have today, the 40-pounders and the two sixes and whatever yeah. we call them. Jeez, I never, yeah. I never would have known that. Uh, I, I'm pretty but, sure that's where it came from. <laughs> yeah, that's daddy right there. And that's grandpa. Can you say grandpa? <laughs> no. Nope. Shush it um, We've done videos, Brandon, by the way. I see Brandon asking here, what's the difference between the FHSA compared to TFSA? Uh, there's similarities, Brandon. And again, we've done videos on the channel. I would encourage you to go look up so we don't have to just reiterate. But uh, you do get a tax deductible benefit uh, similar to the RSP, our RSP. So there's kind of a combination of both the RSP and TFSA. But uh, yeah, I would say go watch the video. <laughs> but yeah, what's uh, what, what news are we diving into today, Dad? Like I said, I think we got a lot. We got it. Sounds like a siren going past your house there, Brad. We uh, a few things we had on our list to talk about if our viewers are interested. But uh, I found very interesting this concept of the new Bill C eighteen, which is mm. uh, mandate mandate censorship. Right? Censorship is what it is. Well, I yeah, I think it's turning into that maybe. Uh, let me share my screen here with you. I've got this article. Well, it was, uh, it was funny. I was actually playing tennis last night, Dad. And mm -hmm. um, there was a big festival over at, at Thompson Community Center, which is where we play. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there was actually a really good band, right? A really good yeah. live band. And they were playing all sorts of great music, you know, Sweet Caroline, all these old classics. And then all of a sudden he said that, you know, in order to make the CRTC happy or whatever their acronym yeah. is, they got to play some Canadian favorites, and then they Content. started playing a bunch, playing played a bunch of Nickelback, and uh, <laughs> the crowd went quiet. Just kidding. I, I don't know. The uh, it, it was still pretty good, but <laughs> well, but even there, there, you want to go down? I, I don't think okay, it, you go down. Okay, you go I, down. Yeah. This might not work out very well with you uh, parenting and live streaming at the same time, Brad. <laughs> no, but unfortunately, there's not much I can do. Let's see if we can get a here, but Do you want to watch? Yeah. <laughs> there we go okay we're good we're good for the next little while sounds good um we're we talking about yeah i don't i think that was probably a joke because i don't think there's any crtc restrictions um or on a live show <laughs> but but uh <laughs> they can see you're right they I, want, I think this bill i think is specifically for on online social media content and and uh, tv content but well, well yeah the, the gist of the bill here actually see michelle in the house is basically Sorry that if you if these repurposers so you got google you've got uh, facebook meta if they're repurposing news that i think comes from a canadian source they're going to have to compensate cbc ctv whoever it is that creates that and you know part of me says that makes a lot of sense because they're repurposing it but at the same time uh, they're saying well we just won't show it then and that's that's kind of the the stats that they're taking like uh, meta here says it's going to be blocking news on facebook and instagram after government passes uh, the the new bill, and I think yeah. that's more and more what we're going to see now. Are I think it might just just be positioning to come up with a better agreement, and yeah, it's 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 a double edged it's, sword. It is, and you know, in my opinion, if there's like if there's good content out there, I mean, whose fault is it that it's not being produced? Like Canada is obviously significantly smaller than than America, and I, I know we're, here we're talking about news, but. From what I understand, this bill affects things like Netflix and the TV shows we watch as well. And if it's like, if they're trying to, you know, encourage, and I think there's literally a line in here that explains it, but it says they want to 
you know, incentivize Canadian content to be consumed more. I, I like that, but for it to like, yeah, I don't know how the words for it, but it's, it is what it well, is. And like, well, even for example, I, I don't use meta for my news. I don't know who does, yeah, but, I did. but, but <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like this personally. Like I, I want to get whatever, whatever news I want. Um, but yeah. Well, it's probably complicated behind the scenes. I, I honestly do not see how this is going to incentivize news Canadian news producers because I think it's actually a, a disincentive um, if if companies like this aren't going to um, to cover it. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah. Sorry, just catching up with the chat here. Da, 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 da. I was laughing at Louis. He said, phone away. Well, guess what? You, she either gets the phone or you get a crying baby all, all session. So <laughs> we got to take what we can get here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's an emergency situation yeah that as, is as a father slash grandfather i as you probably have noticed or maybe not brandon because of the absence i'm uh i don't feel it's my place to talk to you about how to raise uh your your daughter unless unless obviously i see something horribly wrong i'll probably mm -hmm. step in but obviously mm -hmm. there's a lot of controversy over over screen usage i know you had a chat with your with your grandmother about that recently but uh, yeah, well, I, don't, I guess that wasn't. Uh, oh, nice. We got a we got a recovery. Okay, Bob. See you later. Okay, okay. J Jason is really, really big here on. Uh... Well, no, I don't want to talk about Jason. He said that he spammed that in the chat. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that, Jason. We'll get it. We'll get him out. You're spamming the same thing over and over and over again. I'm, yeah, I've read that like not five contributing, times. Not contributing no. to the conversation here. Not right? contributing at all. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. But I don't know. Can we bump someone out? Can we politely sure remove we... them from the chat? <laughs> I'm sure we can, but we'll give them a firm warning, all right? There's no spamming in the chat. That, that's that's your firm warning, Jason. Hope to see you guys in TO soon. Yep, next uh, couple months away. Early uh, August, right? First week in August, I think. Absolutely. And I don't know yeah. if you got your tickets yet, Louis, but they are available on the um, on the website. I think I have links somewhere, but I really should have put them in the description of this video. But where, where's everybody tuning in from this, this live stream? And now Bailey's over here, too. <laughs> I can't catch a break. Oh my god! I can't catch a break. Where Where is everybody tuning in from today? Because for those in the Toronto area, before we move on to the next story, we'll get this out of the way. Uh, da, 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 da. What is that saying? Sorry, that's okay, Jason. If it hey, first time, that no worries, man. That's uh. Oh. <laughs> maybe he's, he's just very. He might just be very excited for this dog. Avalon Advanced Materials. If you're interested, look it up. So we got Ottawa, Ontario, Scarborough, Edmonton here. How far is Edmonton from Calgary? Montreal. I think it's a couple of hours. Correct me if I'm wrong, but somewhere in that range. Maybe longer. But yeah, it'd be great if you are if you do live in the Edmonton area and you're able to make it down to Calgary for the july 17th is that right Brad? We'll be done july 17th at the craft right in the heart of downtown apparently this is like right in the heart of downtown and it looks uh we were looking at the venue there's like sure. cornhole foosball all sorts of fun <laughs> stuff and yeah i think it fits about 100 people so we've already tickets are live we're already selling like they're going like hotcakes so i would encourage you uh i wonder where i can include the link because there is a link somewhere but if you are in that area it would be really cool to meet some of you guys if this is um, anything the, like the Vancouver meetup, it was a blast. Went longer than we expected, but it was a blast. Absolutely. Two, yeah. two three-hour drive. Well, hey, if you guys can make the trip out, we're making the trip, you know, cross-country there. So if you guys can do a two-hour drive, it would be amazing if you guys go get your tickets. I can put a link here in the thing, and hopefully it works. 
Uh, let's see. I think yeah, a, I would two love... hour, a two hour drive uh, or two to three hour drive is kind of like a commute for someone who lives in the Toronto area. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Right. That's yeah. yeah. They drive everywhere and we do have tickets live. I saw Montreal from Haresh. I saw Toronto. Well, I saw Scarborough from Drew. We do have tickets live for that as well. Um, I'm not going to link them. Well, I'll link them here for anybody that is inter- interested, but grab your tickets if you can. I see Michelle tuning in from the center of the universe. The Keystone Province, Manitoba. Too bad. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Michelle, I don't know if you're a football fan, but um, yesterday was a bad, bad day for the Blue Bombers. And the reason I know is because uh, Brandon's brother is in Winnipeg and he went to the game with his with two of his cousins and they were all cheering for the uh for the blue bombers of course including jesse who lives in, in bc but they just got pummeled by the bc lions i think that was unexpected i don't really follow see if i that closely but from what i read it was unexpected so bad bad day for the blue bombers yesterday he should have been cheering for the for the lions i would say well yeah, well, I asked him. Uh, he said, no, he has no allegiance to the Lions. And I actually, I mean, I moved to Vancouver 42 years ago. I still cheer for the for the Blue Bombers. You know, as limited as I am in watching it, I'll, if, it, if there's a game a year I watch, it'll be the Blue Bombers and Lions, but, or the or the Grey Cup. Mm. So never never lost the love for the, uh, the Golden Blue. Fair enough. Well, hey, back to the news. The mm. next article we have lined up, I think is a fun one. Uh, and I think you know oh, what I'm I know what about. you're talking about. Let me go in. I'm just going to share a screen here, Brandon, and see if this is what, in fact, you are talking about. Let me share this. Is that yes. what you're talking about there? Absolutely. <laughs> in, in, in investment-related news, Zuckerberg is ready to fight Elon Musk in a cage match. It's funny, Brandon, when you brought this to my attention, I thought cage match was sort of a, an analogy or a euphemism or whatever you call it for just like a, a real battle in mm. in the space but they're actually talking about having a cage match fight like literally literally and um <laughs> yeah apparently they're pretty serious you know what this is this is what i thought candace so i i originally thought i'm curious to hear in the chat who do you think would win my original money would have been on musk you know i was like oh you know for some reason i just think elon is a bit more tougher than than mark but but i but however yes apparently Zuckerberg is trained in jujitsu. He has been trained. I was literally listening to a podcast last night. It's the Lex Friedman podcast with Mark just a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah. He just competed in his first jujitsu tournament and he's been kind of really into the MMA space. So he has, he has genuinely been training and um, it was kind of a fun story. Obviously he didn't want to draw a bunch of attention to him. So he went to this tournament with a hat on and then with, um, you know, with his COVID mask and like, imagine you're in a tournament and then you, you know, you get on the mat or whatever and then he takes off. It's Zuckerberg. I, I mean, that's what, that's what happened, right? I just can't picture Zuckerberg as a fighter, but man, uh, that, that's the thing. I, I like what Elon says here on Twitter. I have this great move that I call the walrus where I just lie on top of my opponent and do nothing. I've heard that one. I think I heard him say that live, and that was uh, that's one heck of a move. Well, Darwin's in here. He says he won two medals at his first event. Can, is this true? Because uh, that would be pretty impressive. Oh, so I heard he won, won gold and silver. I, well, I read this it, yesterday that Zuckerberg won gold and silver in his first tournament. Oh, there, um, there is that line right there. Do you see that? The Lex uh, in the recent Lex Friedman podcast. That was the one I was listening to last night. Uh, just at the bottom, yeah, right there. No. Yeah. Here. 
Uh, just on the bottom of that paragraph, but yeah, in the recent interview with oh, Lex yeah, Friedman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so that would be interesting. I, I think I think I would actually tune in to watch that. I, I'm not sure. I don't watch a lot of MMA or any boxing or wrestling or what have you, but this I would probably, I'd probably do a pay-per-view. <laughs> I would too. I think uh, Dana so, White from the UFC was saying this could be the biggest fight ever. Uh, more so than the influencer YouTuber boxing. This, I mean, these are two of the most a richest and most influential people in the world. That would be one heck of an event, I would say. Well, and, and, and and Narvi chimes in and he says Zuckerberg can't die. He's an alien, and so that I could st- have something to play into it as well. Yeah, I I would uh, I would do that. But so was there like aside from them just jabbing at each other? Was there something that that uh, sort of was there a catalyst for this physical altercation? Or how did this come up? Oh, well, I would have to anticipate. I I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, I did see a TikTok. <laughs> Dana White did contact both of them and said, like, are you serious about this? Is You know, he called Mark and said, are you serious? And he said, I'm serious. And he talked to Elon and Elon said, I'm dead serious. So I don't know how it came up, but all I can say is I would love to, I would love to see that personally. They should go up in one of the rockets and do it in, in a gravi- gravity-free uh environment up in space wow pretty cool slow motion floating around and doing takedowns or what have you that would be that would be very very cool yeah kind of says elon would probably push to make it an exclusive event on twitter yeah i mean that's that's maybe his motivation there who knows that would be cool pay-per-view on twitter so i'm I'm not sure i'm not sure this is kind of well i found this very interesting it's it's probably not exactly uh going to help anybody with their investments uh, keep it up. Well, the win, the winner, the winner stock just go. The, the loser stock just implodes right after the fight. Wouldn't that be curious to see how it impacts the actual share price, even leading up to the battle? Uh, but yeah. certainly the results. But that <laughs> hey, would um, be too funny. A story that I did actually report on Brandon on my, uh, I think it was probably Monday or Wednesday on my my week, my Monday Wednesday morning news or news of the day probably comes out a bit later for most people but um rivian is adopting tesla's charging standard in evs and chargers and to me this is actually big news for for tesla but also just for the industry in general right because you see um i reported on ford about a week ago saying that they're yep. going to to adopt the standard and mm-hmm. then uh, gm has adopted the standard or said they're going in that direction so uh yeah this is to me this is it's great news because if someone in one of the comments in the one of our videos commented about you, you won't remember the Betamax VHS battle way no. back in the day. I think in seventies or at the, at the earliest sort of early eighties, where there was two competing videotape standards, Betamax, which was far and away considered to be the, the superior quality of okay. videotape, and VHS, which was a Sony product, which was a substandard quality, but the marketing power just got it out there in it. And it became the standard. You've probably never heard of a Betamax, but I'm sure you've heard of VHS tapes back in the day. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you watched a few Disney movies uh, on that format. So mm-hmm. the it's better for everybody involved, ultimately, if we have a standard. Because uh, you know one of the things you don't want to be doing is having your Tesla driving somewhere. And yes, uh, right now, the leader uh, in the infrastructure space, obviously, is Tesla. But why would you want to have you know, five different places in Calgary you can stop at when you can go to one that's universal and... and More uh, standardized, yeah. Well, it's the standard, that's right. And what I did read also was that companies like Rivian, etc., are going to be uh, like putting these adapters on their cars. So even though you're driving a Rivian car, and they have their own uh, they have their own infrastructure. They have a competing infrastructure with Tesla, mm-hmm. 
which they're continuing to build out. Uh, last I read, we'll see how that finishes off. But it's better just to have a universal. I don't well, know, um, it, it's looking like a smart. It's just say, it's looking like a smart move because Tesla's been building out their infrastructure and their supercharger network for years, um, kind of quietly. And I think at first, when they first started doing it, there was a lot of uh, backlash. Oh, you're wasting so much money, this or that. Yeah. And a few years later, uh, I guess this is the perfect the perfect scenario for for Tesla. And I don't know if you have Tesla stock pulled up. I'm I, I'm hoping Tesla comes for, for a pullback because it's actually been a stock that I've been eyeing, eyeing, eyeing. And I'll pull it up. I here. mean, what we looked at it last week is up 130 percent over <laughs> over the past basically six months. And there's something in me that just can't can't jump in at that. I just I'll just go to the the one year number here. But uh, you're not see. sharing your screen, by the way. That I, we're still seeing the. Uh, I'm showing a the, different screen. Well, that's not good. Let me. You see you might have to change the yeah. Present. I'll share a different. But screen. yeah, I'm just like it's on my radar. That I can say for sure. Uh there we go. This is yeah. So this is this is the. 2023 year to date, so yeah, 88 percent or so, roughly, on a year to date. Mm-hmm. Go to the exact number, 111 percent year to date. Well, yeah, and you know, Brandon, sort of like you know my thoughts on on Tesla. I I did a video close to a couple of years ago, actually, and like I think the company, you know, the company will do well. There was a time, probably five or six years ago, where I questioned whether the, whether the company could yeah. actually get over the hump. Um, it seems but- like they turned the corner. They have turned the corner. There's, I think, no question about that now. They've definitely turned the corner. And then now with all these, uh, I'm going to call them agreements. And like one of the part of the Rivian agreement, if I'm not mistaken, is that Tesla can also use Rivian's infrastructure. Um, mm. So depending on depending on where you are, what's most of, most uh, uh, convenient for you, that's kind of the, the direction that they're going. And eventually all will just have a standard plug-in, kind of like the, uh, the phone accessory plug-ins that they've mandated over in the UK now. We're starting, I think, next year. Yeah, have to adopt the USB C standard, I think. Yeah, which I think would be. Re- I think that would be really nice. Like, I would love for the iPhone to have that. This is a really good question by Brad, yeah, and I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Dad, because I, yeah. you know, my my opinion has been really formalized uh, over the past few months. Um, looking into Tesla now, being now owning a Tesla, and they always get compared to car companies. Car companies, um, yeah, yeah, the legacy car business. I, I was literally thinking like. There are aspects. I remember seeing years ago people saying, "Oh, Tesla's the next Apple." I remember seeing that. And I'm thinking, how could you compare these two companies, right? Is Tesla is Tesla the next Apple? And as I was driving home, I was, you know, being more and more convinced that you know the same way Apple came out and and revolutionized, like you know, before the iPhone, before the iPad or the iWatch. I mean, these are just things that are just so innovative and so unique if you will that they just they may kind of catch you off guard at first and say well that makes no sense and then they become kind of part of our our daily lives i I do see traits of that within tesla um and not just from the electric vehicles so obviously there are a lot of other companies making electric vehicles but i i really think the the full self-driving and the autonomous driving is is really where the uh, potential will will be unlocked and why why i say that is like you know, again, I'm like, I'm, you know, referencing back to Apple where they basically changed an entire industry, right? The whole telecom industry, how we, what we could do on our phones. And they turned our little flip phones and these little communication devices into like computers. I do see that comparable that if Tesla is able to execute and get their, their full self-driving off the ground, um, 
you know, to a success, like, let's assume, you know, you hear the talks of when you're at work, for example, you can have your Tesla going and doing yeah. Uber rides or mm-hmm. shuttling you. Yeah. 70 before we get any further. Thank you, Momo. That's right. Hit that thumbs up button. Oh, that's sweet. To say that, but thank you. Momo, yeah, that's nice. Absolutely. And good to see you here. But back to that question. Um, yeah, that would just, it, it would shake up the entire car industry, which has been the same for so long. And I, I do consider it more of a, a tech company than a car company. Um, more of a software company. I mean, they can do a software update and roll that out to millions of cars. That's something that's so unique. And um, I think even for this, uh, yeah, I don't know if full self-driving is the term or autonomous driving, but let's assume you're, the, the um, technology gets strong enough to where at, when you're at work, you can go start shuttling, shuttling people around. Yeah. And if A, they Tesla could, uh, you know, they're, let's say they take a percentage of revenue from that, or you get half, half or 75, 30, whatever it is, 70, 30, um, that's unlocking a whole new type of business on a legacy car industry that just hasn't been there. Uh, if they're able to execute on that, I, I would consider it more of a tech company. What about you? Well, um, to me at this point today, it is a car company. Um, that uses yeah. technology to its advantage. And when you look at, I, mean, I don't know the numbers off, off top of my head, but if you look at their their revenue streams, yeah. dominated by cars. So let's call yeah. it what it is. Um, you know, like what is Amazon? Is Amazon a, a sales company or are they a tech company? Well, they're, they're leveraging, everybody's leveraging technology today to fulfill the, the end goal. Um, now, I haven't looked at this for a little while, so I could be off base on this. But last time I looked at this whole concept of full self-driving, let's call it, because that's their brand, right? But let's call it autonomous driving. Um, There are are other manufacturers that are far more advanced and closer to true uh, autonomous driving Mm -hmm. than Tesla. Like Waymo. Like Waymo, for example, and yeah, there, there's a number, and I, I don't know if, if any of you have been to San Francisco, but you can't take a trip down San Francisco without seeing cars driving around by themselves. That's where they're testing. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, the last couple of times I've been there, uh, Jenny was there just a short time, about a month ago, cars driving around. You will see it if you drive around for more than half an hour um, in San Francisco. They're getting millions and millions and millions of miles. None of them have done the the marketing, but they're going to become licensing well, place. My point, my point here almost, is this. Yeah. My, my point is this, is that that will become, in my opinion, a thing. It'll become the norm. I'm not so sure, though, that Tesla will be able to monetize that any more than any other manufacturer. So uh, the... the uh, I think you're, you're gonna have to, you're, you might have to just retract <laughs> what you said there because we see a comment. Well, this one's probably invalid because his name is Tesla 27. So this is, a, we can credit this as a biased opinion, but he says you could not be more wrong, Mark. Waymo is geolocked to a tiny area, not real AI. And we see Darwin saying, I saw a Waymo car stuck on the road and I'm confused as to what to do next. <laughs> but I, I will say this. You know what? I, I do agree with you i'm not trying that was just a joke um even though this tends to be the bash the bash mark uh live stream yeah yeah, yeah carrying <laughs> but, on with the uh, theme from last week right <laughs> but um i guess we, i'm just what, so controversial what, what i was saying was um da, da, da. they they clearly do have their their uh you know i'm sure they've got technology it's definitely not as highlighted in the news as as tesla but it brings me back to what we were talking about with the vhs thing were, were you saying betamax and vhs yeah the, the you know the inferior product actually ended up making it better because is that what you is that what I heard you say the inferior product became the standard and why um, is that yes. because they had the distribution that, I believe so yeah so what if we applied that exact same 
concept to today where you're saying, hey, maybe Waymo does have good technology. Maybe Waymo does have the nice cars, but I mean, Tesla was the world's best selling vehicle and they have millions of vehicles that are now gathering more and more data for them. I almost kind of could see a similar uh, concept there. It could be. It could be. And the reality is, I don't think any of these will become, I'm I'm positive, I sure hope none of these will become actually fully out there until they are essentially foolproof. I mean, there's always... Capable, yeah. Like like Darwin said, you don't want to see the Waymo stuck on the side of the road. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, yeah, you can... So we'll see how that plays out. But I just think, I I just, I'm cautioning... um, the the people who do believe that uh, that Tesla is the only manufacturer that is testing these and and, and using them out of right. the road today, uh, right. just cautioning. I'm not. It's it's amazing technology, and I think we talked about it last week, Brandon. Your your Model Y. I mean, I took it for a, a an automatic driving session. I was very very impressed. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly not the same as driving humanly yet, but there's pros and cons. But it'll, it'll come. it's close. It, it's getting there, and I mean, hey, this is just. Like the very beginning, right? I mean, let's think in three years, five years, 10 years, which which is really, really promising, I would say. For sure. For sure. Um, Cool. Yeah. Darwin saw Waymo stuck on the road, eh? (laughs) I guess so. But uh, Candace says a a Tesla Uber is an interesting idea. And well, that's what I think one of the biggest things that will come out of this, whether it's Tesla or any other manufacturer, because they will all, I think they're, you know, they'll all go autonomous is that you'll be able to use your car for and what what's the what's the math? I think some I think I saw a stat saying you use your car like less than fifteen percent, like more than eighty five percent of the time it's sitting, sitting idle, sitting right? Well, Probably sure even more that, yeah. more so than that, more yeah. so than that actually. But uh, so. to be able to tap into that, and, and again, that's where I draw that comparable to Apple, where they were able to basically change the change the thing. Um, Surrey Case says, "Are you from Surrey? Is that why Surrey Case, uh, a tech company that sells cars?" Is his opinion? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's a blend. If you, I, I pulled up the screen here. I don't know if you can see. Uh, right here, but the equity sector that Tesla is in is consumer discretionary. And uh, it used to be, I believe, in technology. And a couple of years ago, they did a major revamp in this GICS, they call them um, the Global Industry yep. Classification System. And mm. there's a lot of companies that aren't where you think they would be. And you look at a company like Tesla, which has its fingers in different pies. And so how do you nail it down? Well, they're going to go with uh, the, the biggest revenue stream for the most part. What is it known for? It's known for selling cars which are discretionary items um, at this point. For sure. I'm just reading what Brian says to, yeah. It's a debate that will never go away probably. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm just thinking as well. Yeah, we do have a 74 in the chat. So if you guys haven't given a thumbs up, please do. Um, Please leave a thumbs up. Uh, Say hi in the chat. For a car company, Tesla was always way overvalued. I just wonder what uh, potential they have with the technology aspects of the company. I guess that's really the age old question, right? Justin well, chimes in. Yeah, this is a, Tesla will never be worth what Kathy thinks it will be, but it will be great uh, company regardless. I think that's a fair, fair opinion. Yeah, the only quibble I'd have there is is um, I the word never uh, kind of scares me because uh, I've you know you think of how many this never will say never happen. this will never go down it goes down this will never be what it is and it becomes yeah so never say never which is an interesting saying but yeah that's the only <laughs> thing I would say to that. <laughs> Speaking of which, we actually next month, I think we're doing a little interview with uh, someone from the ARC, uh, ARC funds. So we are we're... scheduling, lining that up. That should be fun. It's not Kathy Wood. Uh, that would be really cool. But uh, <laughs> yeah, one, one of the, the portfolio team. men, one of the members on the team there. So that uh, maybe we'll ask them about their Tesla Tesla prediction. But we'll take some notes over the next month. 
<laughs> that'll be interesting yeah hey uh, i'm not sure how we're on time here brandon but we also had a story about mm. um the fed this so this is more directly related to investment portfolio right now but um the, the most recent comments coming out of the u.s fed is that uh, forget I, we can't possible... see do, do you switch your screen oh, I did it again, right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, did, I did switch my screen yeah i'm not sure how to do this i'm going to share it again oops go back off here this is not this is not the news this is the news we don't want to hear this is the news that we don't or do or depending on where you are but yeah the fed will not cut interest rates this year of course we don't know that yeah we'll never say not either uh but yeah <laughs> based on on powell's most recent comments because you know there was a pause for the first time i think in 10 meetings just recently right so mm -hmm. the you know have we reached a peak and are going to start coming down which would be good for the markets but when you look at all the other data that forms the basis for these decisions he's saying we're not even close i mean they want that two percent inflationary rate right and things are continuing to go in the opposite direction so if you are managing your portfolio based on what the interest rate will do whether it's us canada around the world um i wouldn't take uh too big of a bet on it going down uh vanguard, so vanguard is saying the currently a 38 percent probability of fed increasing rates in the near future 35 percent chance of a rate or Pause, rate pause or hold, and only 27% of a rate decrease. Well, 27% actually. That's not too bad. It's pretty big. You think it'd be more That's, like yeah. five. <laughs> you know, yeah. from the from the clip the clip that I was watching, um, I thought that they were saying maybe one or two more increases are in the agenda. But yes. uh, yeah, 20, 27% to chance of a decrease. We'll, we'll bank, we'll hope that. Well, that's what uh, that's what they're saying is the more likely to continue with the increase there. So yeah, it's kind of been a tough, tough ride. I, and this is kind of what Eric, this is what you were alluding to, Dan. I guess it depends who you're talking to. Because Eric says, no worries for me with more hikes. It gives me more time to get cash in the market to find great value for long-term investments. Well, that you is know, fair. and you'll know, Brandon, because this is one of the things we used to talk about a lot at the office was, and I, I truly, truly mean this. If you are a younger investor, then I don't know why on earth you would want the markets to go up too much. I mean, if they went up to the point where you could financially be independent, well then, yeah, of course, who wouldn't want that? But that's not mm -hmm. reality. So mm -hmm. while you're accumulating assets, yeah, the, the drops, the corrections, the crashes, they all will help you mathematically down the road, assuming you have the wherewithal, the capability to, to tolerate that and stay mm -hmm. in the markets, right? Or to put more money in. Easier said than done sometimes. I guess for an the older person though, mm. for an older person who's retired and relying on that portfolio with not that long uh, ahead, mm. then definitely you don't want to see the markets crash. You do want to see them continue to go up. So two different I, perspectives. I guess what I, the, the approach that I was looking at it was more so for, you know, you, I believe in your last news um, segment, segment, you talked about, you know, consumer debt here in Canada being at, yeah. I believe all time high. And I was seeing- yeah yeah i was seeing you know people's line of credits you know those interest rates have creeped up creeped up now they're at seven percent on their line of credits and when people are paying so much in order to finance their debt you know that that eats into their cash flow every month to the point where mm -hmm. maybe they don't have the the capital to that they once did to invest and i think that's Definitely. that's the downside right um is if all your money's going elsewhere no, no more money. No more money to invest. Purely, if you've got the cash flow and you don't have a, any debt or a lot of debt and you can afford to put money into the markets, then um, it's good if, if the markets go down. But yeah, you're absolutely right. And we're seeing that a lot right now where, where people are just they're more than maxed out. 
So not only yeah. they max out on cash flow, but they're taking on more debt, sort of holding off until till things till things correct, which they eventually will. But it could be yeah. a, a while yet. And I'm hearing more and more. Uh, I don't know if they're conspiracy theories or just doom and gloom type people, but you know, people then bringing this back to, well, the banks are going to be in, in a big pickle, and you know, UTD, Royal Bank, uh, Scotia Bank, you know, they're going to have mm. a big collapse, and you know, it's it always. Uh, I never try to you know, be too reactionary to that type of stuff, but it does kind of make you think a little bit. I know they are here in Canada, very exposed to the real estate market. And, um, yeah, it's well, not that they, that's what I expect. And, and one thing too, is like, I look at, I look at TD bank and they're not just exposed to the Canadian real estate market. They also have, you know, half their business revenue coming from the U S and they have all sorts of other areas of the business that's, uh, but they are still largely tied to real estate and, yeah, the, you know, the Canadian housing market in a bubble, you, you every second TikTok I am is showing me that type of stuff. So <laughs> love the bubbles. <laughs> I wonder why. Um, yeah, but uh, no, I, I, that's a good point, Brandon. And uh, like we've seen this before. So I am not worried about the Canadian banks imploding. Will that hurt profitability? Absolutely. But we've seen uh, a month or so ago when they all reported and we saw those loan loss provisions increased. So they are yeah, set preparing. to do that. Yep. You know, when you look at the, the ratios they have, they've got cash available to, to look after this unless it's a, ma a massive implosion. Um, and here, I wanted to bring up one of Leslie's comments, which I think is really, really uh, telling. I don't know, Leslie, how old are you? Have you been around for a long time? Because, yeah, let's see which one here. 5% historically is not a terrible interest rate. She says here, anyone that thinks we're going back to 1% is living in a fantasy. And that's from what I, from what I'm reading as well. You know, this, we were in this lower for longer period for, I mean, since I became an investor, right? Since yeah, I started really. working with you, like this goes back, what, eight, nine, 10 years ago. Well, basically um, after the, the tech crash, the rates went down to yeah. zero, one. Yeah. So since that time. And here the financial crisis as well, uh, the isn't it more about people just adjusting to the new interest rate reality instead of ridiculously low rates brought out by the financial crisis? And uh, yeah, this is kind of what we're alluding to. Because yeah, like you said, Ed, you look at the historical charts, this is where it should be, where they have room to yeah. wiggle and room <laughs> to move. You know, getting getting used to the 1%, 2% rates is um, yeah, yeah, maybe well, not coming anytime soon. But to your point, Brandon, you just mentioned a lot of people tuned in today have only ever seen those. So these rates today younger, are high. Younger people. The, the younger people have only ever seen those low rates. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I'm going to just pick a number. I'm going to say 5.25% before the great financial crisis, when you know when the market or when the rates were dropped precipitously to get through that. I would think that the U.S. Fed rate was at five and a quarter percent, I think. And that was considered normal. Mm. And they had that tool to drop those rates, but I was dismayed for how long, a decade plus, they stayed down. Yeah. And I kept expecting them to go back up to normal. And of course, you know, some people will remember, well, we can't talk about this without the 80s where the interest rates were, you know, 18, 19% and people were taking well, mortgages a... out with those numbers. And yeah. that was real. I don't, I hope we don't go back there. That, that's pretty hyper. Well, here's Leslie is saying that uh, 65 years old, when I started, the rates were 12%. And mm. that's kind of what they were. So yeah, uh, adjusting to a more normal rate, I think, is where we have to go. But that's where we're seeing that a dollar eighty-five in debt for every dollar of disposable income. That's where we get out of whack because if if money is that cheap, we were going to use it. And then what Garrett talks about here, for example, is you know a lot of people have their rates coming up for renewal, right? Yeah. Their terms yeah. coming up. I was yeah. locked in at a one point five or a two, and now I'm up to five percent. And <clears throat> For those Canadians on a fixed income, like there's only so much you can do. And I think again in your news, you talked about 
extend what happens is the bank's happy to let you extend that amortization period and then next thing you i remember so my my rate was on a variable too and i went on to my you know td bank website looking at the mortgage calculations and i was like yeah oh i looked at it it said my 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 new amortization period like i'm not joking i think it was like close to 100 years like basically <laughs> you're not paying this off and um I said, well, that's, that's wrong. So then I ended up, you know, bumping up my rate above. I was very close to the trigger rate. You know, this is when the rate started going up, I guess, a number of yeah, months back, yeah. but hundred years to pay it off. Basically you never. It couldn't be. <laughs> there must be some glitch here, but no. Um, and yeah. I think at least what, what my goal is, you know, trying to keep that amortization period um, steady. In fact, I'm actually trying to bring that up right now and uh, really reduce, re- reduce the data beyond what I have to, but that's just well, a personal choice. And think about what we just talked a few minutes ago about the banks is that that money is now all going to paying uh, interest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this is, I, th- I believe what here is uh, Brandon's referring to maybe Gar- uh, Leslie's comment. He said interest rates were a lot higher back then, but the cost of buying a home was a lot less yeah. back then too. And then Eric says, exactly. It was, you know, it's, I, where's that chart? I think I showed you dad. We were just, just for our own interest sake, like, you know, the average cost of a home relative to someone's salary. Yeah, you know, yeah, and you're yeah. you're working as a grocery store clerk, or you're working in as a construction work, you're building homes, and it was um, I forget the ratio, but it's it seemed a lot more manageable to to purchase a home back in the day. I don't know if you're going to look that up, but I'm going to have a quick look here and just see whether I can. Find I know if, something I know if you, I know if you just Google it and go to images, you will find some images. I'm looking. I'll share this screen here, and we can sort of go through it live and see. Uh, whether this is something that uh, is answering our question here. Canadian home prices by city. Oh, this is just mm-hmm. the prices. It's not mm-hmm. showing the, the affordability. Total annual changes. That doesn't show us here. Average Canadian mortgage rate. Well, here, mm-hmm. this is a, and this is not even long term. It's only five years, going back to 1999. Um, average That's more than price. five years. Going back to, oh, yeah. It's going back oh, five years. year fixed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the five year fixed mortgages. But, you know, 8%. Back at the back at the, when Y two K days, mm. and uh, just just in this pocket here, did they get down to you know where we've seen them recently? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I typed in affordability. I'm not sure where the best website to go to that would be. But to your point, <laughs> well, like uh, I said, go to, go to, go to Google for a second, Dad, if you don't mind, yeah. and then just just t- toggle over to images because okay, I I know you're gonna find a little uh yeah, and then just put you know average average home cost Canada. Costs. See what it does here. Uh, maybe then type in like sal- sal- salary. Versus salary. Yeah. yeah no, there's on. one that there's, there's one that I'm thinking of. It's kind of more like uh, bar charts, but. Well, let's have a look at this because it sort of speaks to that. I think this this Is... Eric says Eric says he might know the one I'm talking about, but. He thinks you know the one I'm referring to. Maybe the rounds on Twitter: disposable income versus house prices. That might have been. Oh, it, I'll, but... I'll key that. Uh, this one says it takes how many times the average household income to buy the average home. So this, three this times, says the same thing. Yeah, three times back in '80s, we're looking at seven times. Whenever this uh, number is here, so more recently. Mm. And he's yeah. saying check that third graph, the white one. Just... Maybe one, two, three over. Uh, where are we? Third going? one over. They're here. saying. Uh, right there, like to your, it's like, yeah, I don't even see where your, I don't see where your mouse is, but it's like that white one, the third one that, that they're saying. You're seeing it right now? Uh, I don't see your mouse anywhere. Oh, maybe it's not sharing my mouse. Uh, right on the blue chart. Okay, oh. then go, if it's, yeah, go three over. So one, there you go. 
I was I was looking at something I wasn't even sharing. Okay, this might tell us here. Yeah. Oh, insanely insane chart. So real disposable income, real home price index. So wow, and that's U.S. versus Canada. Well, and look back eighties and nineties. Well, there's spikes, I guess, but for the most part, the disposable income for the most part of that was equal to or lower. But then, yeah, look at starting in two thousand. Just absurd. So when people say that there there is a bubble in, in the real estate market here in Canada, I mean, I've been hearing that since I started working with you, Dad. I mean, in particular, like, the, the, that goes back literally 10 years. People were saying the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, we were more or less talking about, I always think Vancouver and Toronto. I, I'm not entirely sure what the housing prices are in the rest of Canada. It's not something I really look, look into all too often. Mm. But it's hard to not think, you know, I, I don't think they're building enough homes from what I understand. And we have all this immigrants coming in and there's just not enough there's housing. not enough housing yeah that that's what it seems like to me i, I could be off base there but well yeah. and the term bubble is is um kind of overused and i, I sort of what i always think about bubbles they can take they, they pop in a hurry but they take a yeah. long time to build up and mm. we, yeah we've seen whether it's a stock market whether it's a housing prices um they can build up and but you know but if if the economic factors get to an equilibrium or close to it before the bubble bursts they can mm. they can redo rebuild mm -hmm. um an average home 20 to 40 years ago are different to average homes are today well yeah and it's you know it's another thing too is people back in the day it was still very very normal even you know when i was uh, starting out as a young adult you basically bought kind of what you could afford you didn't you, you bought a very simple basic home that you were happy with. And I think our expectations today have gone up so much mm. that people are spending way more. And then of course, once you spend your furnishing, your outfitting, you're doing a bunch of stuff that is taking away more of your disposable income. So mm -hmm. it is a, it is a, de a generational difference, not across the board, of course, but I think generally we're seeing that. And uh, the, the price of you know, free money, practically very low cost money, just incentivize people to go out and, and bump up what you can actually afford. I wonder if this is a, I wonder if this is accurate. Justin says people stayed in their houses for decades and lifetimes back then too. Very versus now, so. you think so? Oh, very much more so. Yeah. Um, people would buy the, it would be the family home and it would be there till mom and dad died in many, many yeah. cases. Whereas that you don't see that so much anymore. And people used to be sort of more centered around a community and mm -hmm. today traveling, well, I know there was a day you almost, you know, you were considering moving uh, to Toronto, right? And really close. You, yeah, and you're really close, right? And uh, I think back in the day, that was less of a thing. I guess I moved out when I was a kid and moved across the country or halfway across the country as well. As mm -hmm. Michelle would attest to, because we know Manitoba is the center of Canada, right? Mm. I moved to the West Coast. But um, yeah, the other thing too was generally back in the day, the kids would move out, but you know, often to the same community, they'd get a starter home. And uh, yeah, it's, it was a whole different world back then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like the comments coming in here. Uh, yeah, rent prices, Justin says here, people stayed in houses for decades, then it would get passed on to the kids, then the kids would mess it up. <laughs> I think it's part the kids messing it up, but partly also just because the times have changed so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting comment with Brandon. I think the government needs to build more homes and increase the supply versus demand. 
Uh, you talked about it, Brad, more housing supply, which would be awesome. But I mean, the, you can't just build a house with no money, right? And I know that most people I talk to don't want to pay more more taxes or reallocate. And you know, maybe that's a topic for another for another live stream, Brad. It'll go on forever because maybe we'll have a nice perfect. big, maybe we'll have a nice and great debate round three. Could be, could be, yeah. Mm. Oh, you know, uh, uh, those who were with us last week, this just reminded me of something. The uh, the boat, remember the boat that I found on the shore? Yeah. And then the, you, show, you showed the picture of the police officer and me going down the stairs there? Yeah. Well, um, I, they took it. About three three days ago, we saw, which I, I'm sure is the same boat on our uh, our version of Craigslist here for, for 50 bucks. So I don't know who was selling it. If the because. police officer was selling it or someone from the storage room or it was a lady's name, I think, on the listing. So I don't know. But I was kind of shocked. Uh, could have been a different boat, but I've never seen anyone like it. It was. It looked exactly the same, which was... If they do, is, if they do get money, they should give me at least a finder's fee or something. That's crazy. I, I hope it was a different boat. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, JC commented. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no. So I was going to read JC's comment because Louis said that's, it's crazy, but he said uh, Toronto's rentals varies depending on location. Jane and Finch versus Bay Street, 2500 versus 4000 Isn't that not anywhere where the rents just vary? I mean, if we're, whether you're right, didn't Bay Street, I know, is right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like you'd see that anywhere, but, but I think four, a, four a point here maybe is the big difference 2500 to 4000 as opposed to 2000 and 2200 is a pretty big difference there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Leslie is back on the housing theme. If you don't mind clicking on that, um, yeah. Uh, only two answers: either the Canadian housing bubble implodes and prices drop, or the government increases mortgage amortization lengths to thirty-five or forty years. And neither of those are a good solution, um, in my opinion, because it continuing to extend that mortgage, the amortization length out, again facilitating people who really shouldn't be buying homes, uh, maybe buying homes. Ah, yeah. It's it's a tough problem to solve. Where do you, where do you find that, the balance? Yeah. And, and I mean, lot, we, we talked about really it quickly. We, yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. What's up, man? Go for it. Well, I was going to say, as long as I remember, this extending amortizations um, has been a topic, you know, allowing longer amortizations from the get-go. Um, so it, it's, this is not, it's not a new suggestion. It's something that's been debated um, for for years and years and years now, mm-hmm. and I mean, I, I don't think the bank minds the banks. The bank's happy to collect their money. Uh, I mean, there's, yeah, yeah, no question. Banks, banks like to lend money. They do, and I mean, I, I think you hear talk about you know people that were maybe underqualified to borrow as much, or their line of credits they just came under yeah. the stress test and. You only think, uh, I mean, how are these people going to manage when they do have to come up for renewals or their their line of well, credits are now up double what they paid? It's not the word predatorial is the word, but it's like, you know, they. I'm sure the banks, I mean, hey, that's it, why the banks are, are good business to own, in my opinion. That's why we own the banks. It's, it's <laughs> kind of like, it's kind of like the BC, or here in BC, the government's saying, okay, we're going to allow you to drive, uh, we're going to raise the speed limit to 120, 120 kilometers an hour in the city mm. and mm. then being surprised that there's accidents, you know, that people are getting hit on the street, what have you, because it's, mm-hmm. it's, there are these, 
mitigating controls that all of these things have to have on something as critical as housing. It breaks my heart to see the younger generation struggle with, with getting appropriate housing. It is. And this was a point, yeah. Leslie, I was, I was literally thinking of bringing it up, but I didn't know if I wanted to go there, uh, you know, a few minutes ago, but yeah, like when you're talking dad about when you moved out, you know, on your own from Winnipeg and whatnot, it's, it's, uh, it's, we're like the only culture in the world that, that has this notion that when you turn 18 or 19 year, you go out and fend for yourself and spend all this additional money, like to any other culture, that's yeah. just the most ridiculous thing ever, which again, I mean, I was born and raised here and I, I love every, everything about our culture, but there are certain things about other cultures. I was like, may make a lot more sense. There's, yeah. um, what was I listening to? We had this discussion where in, uh, I think in other areas like South America, Latin America, they call it, um, building up. Right. Yeah. So yeah. for example, in your favela or whatever it is, like you get a new family member, you have a new kid or your grandma or something. Boom you literally build another build another level of your house like literally start building up a new room and you just build up on your lot and obviously everybody lives together and that's that's more of like a third world kind of situation but even here like in where we live in richmond like the indians they always live together huge families and they share their vehicles they share the home and it's a really interesting perspective. It's like, why do we want to be so independent? I, I can see why we want to be so independent because I also wouldn't want to necessarily live with my family like 24-7. But, um, and like, you know, relatives. But it is, it's interesting concept where, you know, maybe you have three cars amongst the family and you get to share them and use what you want and you have a nice, beautiful home. And it's, uh, it is very different culturally, right? There's a very, lot, very a lot of different cultural. I'll tell you a quick aside here. One time uh, in Richmond, when I you know, way back <laughs> here's, day, here's what Garrett says. This is probably why we have <laughs> not happening. Well, well, exactly. And, and but Me that's too. a cultural thing too, right? Well, I'll tell you. Um, this I was looking to put a new fence in front of the house on Stevenson Highway. There, Brandon, and yeah. I was driving around some neighborhoods looking for a fence that I oh, I like that. And there was this one little stretch with this fence. I really liked and there's a fellow in the yard and I thought I'm going to ask him who made the fence for him and he was it was a family from India and I yeah. asked him he was very polite and I said can you tell me who did your fence did the fence yeah I like it and he said well they were in the business they had done it and he told me I looked down the street and there was three large houses they had the same fence that ran down the the front of the houses different entrances it was three brothers who had houses side by side by side the one massive backyard there's and that's where the kids played and mom lived mm. and went back and forth between the houses and to them i mean they had their own space but they were sharing resources as well i thought that was really cool but yeah and it's, it's like we just don't... and that's literally what justin's saying here is the indian and asian communities asian too right like i mean my, my wife's asian yeah, and yeah. We're, we're a little more uh, less traditional um but i mean i know how it is like usually what happens is it's like the grandma it's the grandma that's raising you know ava she's not yeah. here on the live stream because grandma's out doing this and the mom's at work or whatever it is but yeah. it's um I kind of envy that sometimes too, because how nice would it be? Like we got to like line up babysitters when we want to go do something. Like we got to go figure out people's schedules and this and that. Whereas, yeah. <laughs> you know, I walk around taking Bailey out. It's, it's literally like the grandmas that are walking their, you know, grandchildren around outside my house. Not, not the parents, the parents are obviously there, but I believe they're at work. And then, um, you know, it's the, I guess when Justin says they figured it out, I'll, I'll say that I don't, you got, you got the two different like perspectives here. You got Garrett saying, no way I'm living with my mom. That's not happening. And then you got Justin <laughs> saying they figured it out. And I definitely see the benefits um, for both sides. Um, I really, really do. 
Well, I know of a family where in Vancouver, the only way they could afford to buy a home mm, was that too. for the family, for the, the two generations in this case to live together, but it was mom and three children, uh, adult yeah. children who were living yeah, together that's and they all too, contributed, right. right? That's right. And that's more or less on the making ends meet where, you know, I, I remember doing a call with someone a few months ago and I kid you not, there was had to have been six or seven of them living in a really small apartment, you know, maybe two bedroom apartment or three, they're sharing rooms. Yeah. And it's um, sometimes more out of necessity than, than choice. That, that's right. Well, and, and often it is out of necessity. Well, I think that's actually what Tony just said there, right? Is that right, Carrie? Because of the resource capital allowing that level of dependence, most of the sharing is not by choice. I believe I, that's I what you Yeah, most, I think that's right. Most of the sharing is not by choice, but I think sometimes and, and, it is. And yet, if you, um, in certain cultures, I'll Boom. just give an example, like, uh, drops the truth. My my wife is from the Philippines, and we were back in February, and her mom, who lives here in, in Vancouver, yeah. has just gone and built a little room onto the family home there, and that's where she's going to go back and retire. And so she'll be, you know, she'll have her own room, but basically that's living with the, you know, one of the, one of the daughters mm -hmm. and, and her, her family. So that's, and that, that's, that's probably a choice for sure. That's probably why Filipinos are also crazy because they're always all living with family. That's a relatively general statement there, Brandon. <laughs> I can only speak from my experience, you know, <laughs> from, what, from what I know. I think there is an element of that for sure. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. Cool. Well, we're coming up on an hour, guys. I will remind you. So for those that uh, we'll see what Albert's, uh, sorry, Angelbert uh, in a second. Angelbert. But uh, I will remind you guys, if you are just tuning into the chat, A, drop a thumbs up because that really helps. And B, uh, if you are in the Calgary area, we do have uh, tickets available for our event next month. It's less than a month away at the Craft uh, Brew House, whatever it's called. Um, should be a blast. And we do have the events live as well for Montreal, Toronto, yada, yada, yada. So yeah, just a quick reminder there. If you haven't uh, grabbed your tickets, grab them now. But, I, I, uh, I will, sorry, Brandon, to interrupt. I'll just throw in, as I said earlier in this show, um, if you can make it out to this event, it was really, really cool in Vancouver. And it'll be a repeat in Calgary, Toronto, Montreal as we go uh, further across the country there. So Brandon's about to get canceled by the new Canadian censored laws. Yeah, I love C eighteen is. <laughs> yeah, um, let's so, see yeah. quickly. Maybe we'll cap off this discussion on homes because we are in an hour. I mean, I don't know if you guys want to keep going or we have some other stuff. But uh, Angel Bird says I'm Asian. Main goal is bringing more family members as possible. Strength by numbers. I guess that's true too, right? I mean, how how many cases of it were you? Again, I, I'm thinking mainly to the Filipinos here because I am half Filipino. But you come here, you make the money, you're sending money back, you're trying to bring people over. I guess that is similar for other cultures as well. I'm just more exposed to the Filipino culture, but that is also common as well. Um, Tony had just the last comment in there. He is saying, are babies, toddlers allowed? And I'm, I'm assuming he's uh, talking about to the event um, coming up in Calgary as opposed to in the home. I hope the babies and toddlers are allowed in your family home. I think. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. I'm they're allowed in the home. The screen here. Yeah. Uh, I, I stop sharing the screen I, here. I think it would be allowed in all honesty. I'm trying to think of it as like one of those bars where it's 18 plus, but I don't think so. I think craft is it, no, certainly not actually craft is a, one of those family friendly restaurant kind of things. So well, more of a bar, but at a meetup we had last year, we had a couple of kids there and it was awesome to see the family unit. Um, but and mm -hmm. I know in, in British Columbia, the laws generally do allow children into bars up to a certain hour. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't know what the Alberta laws are. I think they're more lenient typically than, 
than they are here in British Columbia. So that's what you hear. Maybe check with Kraft's policies. And I think if Kraft says yes, then I think it's awesome to have kids along. Mm-hmm. Jarrett says, I'm Dutch, so I have the first penny I ever made. And uh, that's how I'm doing it. <laughs> sure. Dutch. <laughs> you said Jarrett. I don't know why. I guess I was saying Garrett, but it probably is Jarrett, no? Um, I'm trying to think. If he's Dutch, Garrett de Cruz. Probably, probably Garrett, actually. Garrett de Cruz. Hard D or a soft D. Sounds like um, a soccer player, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. It sounds like, it sounds like a, a soccer player. And I'm sure you're a big Ajax fan, I would imagine. Garrett or Jarrett. But, uh, yeah. Chris in Vancouver and saying, yeah, well, let's cap off this discussion about uh, homes and whatnot because, yeah, we, we kind of we get the gist of it. Things are expensive here. And, um, yeah, it, it really is insane. More uh, you consider construction quality. It's Jarrett. Jarrett with like so you were right, actually. J. Mm, just went with Sorry it. about that. I, I was calling you Garrett all all stream. <laughs> you could have put this Jarrett earlier, but uh, oh, cool. And um, yeah, so um, it's been a good discussion. And on these live sessions, we kind of have a few points that we think we want to bring up. But the whole point is to connect, right, and just go in whatever direction it takes us. So, uh, like you said, Brandon, if you, which you were over an hour now, right? Um, if mm-hmm. you, uh, yeah, if you, you can just take a moment and give it a thumbs up. Or be nice to build the momentum with this series because we are committed to coming back here every Friday morning, barring a we're on vacation or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of fun. So. It is. I think it's a fun way to cap off the the work week. You know, uh-huh. nice, easy going. I had my. I actually made an iced coffee this morning. Um, oh. but it's, it's done. Holy cow! Speaking of iced coffee, when we were in Omaha with you and Max. I can't believe how much I didn't even know these coffee shops sold that many fancy drinks. But uh, wow, it's Max is a <laughs> Max. Max spends money on Starbucks like a like. Well, how would you say a basic like a, a basic white. sailor? Sure, uh, that's the way I would say it. But I'm a little bit older. <laughs> yeah, yeah, say. that's not, not but, what I had in mind. But and and Max, for those of you who don't know, Max is the CEO and co-founder of uh, of Blossom Social. So we we. Talk to Max a lot. We do talk to Max a lot. Yeah. Uh, I believe he's over head of Toronto, actually, as we speak. Mm-hmm. I want to see 100 thumbs up. Momo, first of all, I want to say hi to Momo. I mean, I, th- I don't know if you tuned in on the last one, Momo. But, um, hey, we see your comments every single video. So it's nice to it's nice to see you guys who are commenting on all the videos and dropping thumbs up. That's uh, We get so many comments and a lot of spam stuff that sometimes it gets buried, but we do see them. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, visiting the Oracle. I wonder if we have – did you not see the photos? We had uh, – I guess over on our Instagram and whatnot, we shared a bunch of photos, but we did visit the Oracle. Yes, of Omaha. We visited the Oracle of Omaha and his co- his uh, sidekick Charlie Munger, who's a uh, mm-hmm. big part of it as well. So that was cool. That was a fun trip, longest line I've ever stood in my entire life. Entire life? It's, oh, I've never seen a lineup that I've been in. Well, I've never seen a lineup as long as the one where we're waiting to get into that stadium there, Brandon. I don't know if you. Have yeah, one. I don't go to a that was long. So, so maybe that uh, was long. Have, it's that Greek restaurant on Davy Street in Vancouver that everybody lines up for us. Stephos? <laughs> That's got a pretty long lineup sometimes, but not like we saw there. It was so long, well, we were able to use what, Uber Eats to order our breakfast. <laughs> That's true. We ordered McDonald's. Yeah, so we, ordered, we were in the back of the line. We ordered Uber Eats. They brought it to this in the line, and then we still made it in. So we, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that does indicate how long it was. But I was just thinking back to the cultural thing that I believe um, – who was it that was saying that? I forget his name. Um the lawyer Leslie was saying one really strange cultural thing as well is like in like Taiwan, if something has a line, 
they want to line up because it indicates oh. that it's good. They like right. lines mm-hmm. versus here we hate lines. Yeah. I thought that was really strange. Like if you're walking through the mall and there's like a, a booth and it has a line, you'll go. It's in like it. people will go in it. What am I missing? It's a FOMO thing, right? It's like a piling into a stock. It must be good. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. I find that hilarious because I, that, I'm not much of a line waiter myself. It's usually not worth it. But, but I, I did read a stat a, a number of months ago on line waiting. And today, apparently, the younger generation is less um, upset about waiting in line because you can surf the net. You've got your child friend. Yeah. In the old days, you didn't have that. You were just waiting looking around and that's what so. i guess that's why because yeah like older people tend to get crankier when they're in lines that's when they get older right people tend to get crankier regardless but special yeah. lines <laughs> true to line up to go to the bank can you imagine that true no, that's a good we haven't said how to eat it yet but uh eat it uh oh yeah i, 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 I don't know if i was telling you max I, we had a crack of on the first live stream when you know we were there with adrian who's canadian in a t-shirt and we're all sitting there on the panel Right. And then um, Enid was, uh, you know, sitting in the front row of, of, of the event. <laughs> and, uh, Adrian tells us, I mean, yeah, Canadian t-shirt after the fact. Like, he's like, I'm pretty sure some lady just winked, winked at me <laughs> during the event. <laughs> and Enid's like, it was me. It was me. <laughs> so I, I thought that was too funny. But um, that's how proud. much fun those live events are. <laughs> yeah. Adrian's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. There's a profession developed around waiting in line. You pay others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've heard of that actually. Well, you know, talking about the lineup at uh, at the Berkshire Hathaway AGM, when we got to the front, there was abandoned chairs and umbrellas and tents and everything else there. Not t- yeah, the little pop tents or whatever. It was just yeah. like, um, like I, maybe this is common when you go to a rock concert or wherever. I haven't been uh, for a while, but uh, yeah, just like I think you, a, you, a little you, tent. You pay a homeless person, Tony. You just pay him. Give pay a homeless person like ten bucks and. They're going to be out there anyway, so they might as well sleep in the line for you if you're waiting for something the I'm next surprised day. surprised they allow that, but if they do, they do, I guess. A lot of things surprise Yeah. Them. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Well, let's wrap up, guys. Thank you all for tuning in this Friday. Again, drop a like if you haven't. Um, yeah, Dad, I guess we still got some more work to do after this. We're we, filming we another do, video. Yeah, we're signing off, and we're going to film a video to be put up probably this week, I would imagine. Uh, well, this Friday. It's Friday, so maybe next week. But yeah, oh, there yeah, was a... It's we, coming. We had yeah. a... Yeah. We had a suggestion and um, to do our top three stocks for the long term. So we're going to pick three. I'm going to pick three. Mark's going to pick three. And we're just going to talk about them. And I think it should be some some really good ideas. So hopefully you guys tune in for that. And, or, yeah, like I said, that will probably be released next week. But let's see. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Have a good weekend as well, Eric. Uh, Jarrett, yeah. thank you for tuning in. See you guys in TO. Got the ticket. Absolutely, Louie. We'll see you there. OJ, enjoy the weekend. Um, Awesome, guys. Well, hey, it's been a blast. Nice to chat with you all, and we will do this all again next Friday. So thank you all for tuning in. Thanks, everybody.